Hello and welcome to the I'm Walking Here podcast. Come and listen to some idiots talk about sports and give their takes for a while. Welcome back to another episode of I'm Walking Here. I'm your resident master, as always, Ian Cusick. Join my good friend, as always, the New Yorker, Bryce Olds. How you doing today, Bryce? You know, what a philosophical question that is. Do you have an answer, or are you just going <laughs> to... Define good. You know, I don't know if I can. Exactly. That's why it's philosophical. I don't feel like talking philosophy right now. So, dude, I, I deal with I deal with screaming six year olds for forty hours a week. I don't want to talk about philosophy. That's well, those are the best philosophers. It, it is, but I get enough of that, you know, at work. All right, I guess. Yeah, everyone's bringing you Plato at work. Everyone's, that means multiple things. <laughs> everyone's everyone's reciting the works of Nietzsche at work, so I I, I could see why. Yeah, pretty much. Some of these kids are actually smarter than Nietzsche and Plato and all those guys. It's true. Yeah. They don't they don't uh, tell you that enough, but that is the truth. They don't they don't ever talk about it, but this is a. Uh... Your average six-year-old would run circles around any historical philosopher, so. He would. But Anyways, uh, last week we started talking about the NBA Finals. Uh, the Suns were up 2-0 at that point, and amazingly enough, the Bucks have tied up the series again. So we were at a 2-2 series. Uh, game 5 is on the 17th, so tonight, if you're listening to this on Saturday, which you should be, frankly. But yeah, it's, that's kind of cringe if you're not. Yeah, if you're listening to it after Saturday, like it's just hell it's cringe. It's, it's cringe. It's really cringe. Um, well, I mean, the Bucks held it down at home. I mean, not much else to say. Which I mean, that is that's what they needed to do. Yeah, they had no other option. It if was they, hold it down or home or lose. If they lost games three or four, that's this series would be done. So. Yeah, I would not like their odds of coming back from 3-1. Um, so it was huge that they were able to hold it down. Um, and now I think the pressure's really on Phoenix to do the same thing. I mean, they did, but now they have to do it again. You know, they got to win this game five. Um, honestly, I think the first person to lose at home loses the series. That's not totally unreasonable, especially if the Suns... The Bucks have the momentum right now. Those two games were massive. Um, if I think the Suns can really bring the pressure to Phoenix here, I think, uh-huh. I think that's going to be a big. Um, and honestly, if the Bucks keep this momentum up, they win Game Five. I think Bucks win this series. Just Phoenix. yeah, I'm. I mean, I gotta say, I'm very impressed with how the Bucks play at home. I mean, I know you're obviously expected to win at home, and they were favored, but 
with a hobbled Giannis against this really good Suns team. It's really not as easy as it seems. Um, so it was very impressive. I mean, Middleton was phenomenal, and specifically the game four. It was really um, impressive. They really do just come alive at the most random times over there. They're just a it, they're just a really weird team like that, you know. They just come alive at the weirdest times, and they do things like this, where yeah, you know, they'll show up and just do the damn thing. So it's it's going to be interesting to see. Um, how game five goes. I think game five is really pivotal. Um, and obviously, right, it always is. But In a 2-2 series like this, it's always pivotal. Yeah, it's... I mean... That 3-2 series lead, that's something that you always want to have, obviously. You never want well, to be yeah, down. Yeah, <laughs> News alert! You never want to be down in a series, dude. I could be. I could. T- I could do Jessica Mendoza's job so much better. I could, we could literally do Booger's job. Get it? Get us on ESPN, please. <laughs> I'll do it for how much? How much does Booger McFarland make? A lot. Definitely a ton of money. Because if it's like, let's see. I wonder if it says. It's definitely six figures. Booger McFarlane makes $2 million a year. Oh my God, it's even more than six figures. I thought it would be like. Dude, I will do. 500000 but no. I'll do Booger's job million. better for a tenth of the price. I'll do Booger's job better for like $200,000 a year. Which is a tenth of the price. <laughs> that is a tenth, yeah. I, could, I would do it for hundred grand a year. Honestly, like. Out of college, making a hundred grand a year, just that's pretty good. Things during football games, that's fucking awesome. I'd do that in a heartbeat. Actually, that's like, sign me up right now, please. I wouldn't do it. I'd probably do it for fucking sixty grand a year, honestly. All right, well, let's let's not sell ourselves short now. This is ESPN, after all. You know they. Yeah, they're gonna screw us anyway. <laughs> I mean, look, ESPN, ESPN made a. ESPN makes billions. We can, we can ESPN is, you know, obviously known for its very good business practices. Of course. I will never forget when they uh, ambushed Drew Brees mid-Pro Bowl to talk about Kobe dying. There was no reason for that. That was, that was the most egregious thing I've ever seen in my life. Why Drew Brees of all people? I mean, look, you couldn't have even asked like a Los Angeles player. Like, I don't know who's in the Pro Bowl from Los Angeles, but surely, every team gets a rep, right? So it had to be I don't think the Pro Bowl is like that. Oh no, the Pro Bowl's not like that. That's baseball. Baseball does that, and I think no, the NBA doesn't do that. No, the NBA does not do that. I, I don't even know how they would do that. Yeah, that's way too many players. Well, I mean, sixteen aside, yeah, that is a lot. And that's not even accounting for teams who, have, who would have multiple all stars like the Nets. Yeah, yeah, or the Lakers. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, I think baseball is the only unless 
maybe hockey does something similar. I think you know hockey does do something similar, but they they do a whole different All Star weekend thing. But um, Jesus, man, that was there was just there was no reason to ask Drew Brees. First off, bringing it up on a broadcast like that. It's one thing if like someone had a personal connection to Kobe. I think that's one thing, but like, oh, I think that'd be even worse because imagine that's how they found out he died. Okay, if that's how they found out he died, that's bad. That's how Drew Brees found out, I think, or maybe think it was like a little right. after. But I feel like I feel like someone that has a personal connection to Kobe like that, like I'm sure Brees maybe met Kobe once in his life. If, yeah, if, he did. I think he talked about it when they. He might have met him at like an SB show or something like that, or some some show. But I, I just don't understand why they did that. That was a terrible decision from start to finish. From start to finish, yeah. It, start like, to finish, just not. It was just, it was a very bad decision, yeah. Poor plan, poor execution, just everything about that was a total disaster. Yeah, it's being definitely just known for its moral goodness and good business practices. Well, they are a Disney subsidiary after all, so. Oh, it was this was it was bad before the Disney bot, you know, like it was it, it wasn't good before then. But uh, you know, it, it, even putting Scott Van Pelt taking Scott Van Pelt off the uh, the Morning Sports Center stuff that. Egregious. Did they do that? Yeah, he does. He does the nighttime Sports Center stuff now, like. You'll watch Monday Night Football or something like that, which, like, yes, I know Monday Night Football, but, like, any any late-night sports event on ESPN, afterwards it'll switch to, like, Scott Van Pelt. Oh, that's dark. right. That's right. Which, granted, I love Scott Van Pelt. I'll, I'll watch him on whatever program he's doing. Scott Van Pelt is but definitely like, one of the best. King. Yeah, he's, he's but, good. Uh, the Stephen A. I mean, we, we talk about the Stephen, uh, Stephen A. controversy. A. <laughs> was... Oh, Jesus. Jesus! There was like Christ. one thing you shouldn't say about Shohei, and it's that. And it's. And then he Why goes like the next day. Racial, he goes. Then he next day he goes and like he goes and has intentionally the... doesn't pronounce Nigerian players' names right. Like, what was that? Uh, not even that. Like, he brought in. So, talking about Shohei, he then had he then brings up like you know, American racial race relations with black people, which like yes, there is a conversation to be had about that. But how does that serve any relevance here? You said something racist about Shohei Otani, super demeaning about him. That was what. What was the point of bringing that into the conversation? <sighs> Well, they were talking about the USA loss to the Nigerian team, and he's like, "Oh, I don't know who these players are," and he goes and like just shits on their names. Like that's just—I mean, there were NBA guys. Yeah, there are NBA 14 guys. Fourteen Nigeria. I think Precious Achiwa was there, right? Yes, he. Is. I believe then, um, he was on the team. There was someone else too whose name is slipping my mind, but like that was just fucked, man. I—I was... I don't know what the hell is going on with Stephen A. Not a good week for him. It was it was definitely not. Uh talking about the uh I guess we can go back to we can circle back to uh Shohei and the All Star break. Um we did not do a good job of picking the home run derby. 
No, I definitely thought Joey Gallo would have done better. <laughs> and, um, um, you know, I will say, Shohei and uh, Soto gave us a hell of a show. They did. They did. But um, Soto's really good when there's no infielders and he can't ground out. I mean... <laughs> kidding. Soto's obviously one of the best in the game right now. Uh, it's it's just kind of a shame that like that first round really was the best round. Yeah, that's two... how it's been the last couple of years. I feel like I feel like that's kind of a theme. And I think that's that's kind of like a big problem with. Although I don't really know how else you'd seed it, but I think you can't just. Well, how do know. they seed it? Is it by total it, home runs? It's by total hit. home runs. So Shohei, since he's leading the league in home runs right now, I had to face Soto because he's having a Soto down cause... year. Yeah. Okay. I mean, this is a fair way to do it, but it is just unfortunate it worked out in that way. Um. But I mean, yeah, the first round was really nice. Obviously, Pete Alonso, the skinniest player in the league, uh, won. Never once had a cheeseburger in his life. <laughs> Pete Alonso is very skinny. There's nobody skinnier than Pete Alonso, actually. We're going to start a uh, Pete Alonso bulk up campaign for 2020. <laughs> yeah, he needs the bulk up. Because <laughs> remember, um, like, as the skinniest player in the league, he broke Aaron Judge's rookie record. So imagine yes, what he'd do he if did. he had some actual, like, yeah, imagine if body. He, yeah, imagine if he had some some hamburgers. Right. Uh banter. <laughs> it's great banter. It really is. Man. And people were really pulling for Trey Mancini too in that last round, which like Trey Mancini. Imagine. I don't blame him, but like Baseball would have died. Yeah. People were making some very funny tweets about uh how Pete Alonso, like, next time Pete Alonso's is going to just absolutely cook someone after their parents die in a, a fucking car wreck or something like oh that. Oh my and god, like, that was so story. <laughs> People are just, they're out of pocket as hell, but... That was one of the funniest clips I've ever seen, though. <laughs> Pete Alonso just dancing after that guy, like, fucking had a bad <laughs> sprain. Like, yeah, he, he fell out of the, he fell out of his seat trying to catch one of his home runs. He doesn't even realize it, so he starts dancing along to some music. <laughs> Out of context. Even with what? context, it's hilarious. I think context might even make it a little more hilarious. Well, how did he but... not realize that was going on? Oh, like he think didn't... about it. He's, he's a good 350 feet away. He has no clue what's he going on. He can't see that the play stopped for a reason. Like, Oh, wait. We're talking about two different guys, I think. was that You're talking about the kid who tore his ACL, right? Yeah. Okay, I was talking about the guy who was trying to catch a home run ball and he fell over a railing. Oh, like, oh, oh. I'm pretty sure that was a Pete Alonso round. That might have been. But no, the kid that tore his ACL, yeah, no, I have no clue how he... Like, that's literally on the field, like... And, like, it's just it's just kids out there. You should be able to, like... I mean, was, was he just, like, so locked in on hitting home runs that he didn't notice that a kid's knee was in three pieces? Jesus. That was bad. That was really funny, though. Yeah, like, RP to that kid, but it was so funny how Pete Alonzo was dancing. <laughs> this kid is... is 
in excruciating pain in Pete kid, Alonso. Kid needs knee surgery. Pete Alonso's vibing. Pete Alonso just sitting up there, just having the time of his life. That was funny. He, that was a very uh, that last round had some really skinny players. Yeah, no knees, no salads, just vibes. <laughs> no, it's just just vibes up there. Just vibing. Trey Mancini obviously is also very skinny. Yeah, but he beat cancer, so we can't make fun of him. That's true. He's skinny though. That's why I'm saying he's skinny because he's he's very skinny. True. That is true. Um, the All Star Game. I mean, I I'll be honest. I really didn't watch that much. It was. It um, happened. It was a very. I mean, it was a good game. It was fun. Vladdy Jr. hit a ball about 650,000 feet. <laughs> that ball actually uh, landed in my bedroom. Oh, did it now? So your bedroom's just like, you know, incinerated he, now, right? Like, it just... Yeah. It, uh, are, I, I you're I actually homeless now, right? Yeah, I'm homeless. I reached out to Vlad Jr. for compensation. Uh, we will see what has happens. Has he no response or anything like that? No. Did he at least... He, has he even opened actually, it? Actually, there was, there was a response. He sent the We Do Not Care video. That's unfortunate. That's yeah, unfortunate, but well, Bryce is homeless, so yeah. Know, if you want to juice him up his follower account to uh, get the <laughs> that's super, not gonna, that's the not super, gonna help. Uh, I I think it might. It, that's ten thousand followers. Oh, what, what's the uh, what's the one to monetize then? Is it just a thousand? To monetize? It was it was a thousand to monetize like spaces and spaces are. Probably out the door pretty soon because fleets are going to be leaving. Are they actually taking out fleets? Yeah, they're in delete fleets. Good. Those uh, there's no point to them. <laughs> there was no good content in fleets. To be fair, it was all garbage. Literally, my fleets every week is like it's like the same three Sandman. Oh, want me? Lol. And yeah, it's the, the same three Sandman tweets. Like, <laughs> get your bread up. You got to act broke to stay rich. I mean, to be fair, look. Loki, that's actually really good advice. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Please stop. It, it's not the worst advice I've heard in the world. Yeah, but it's like, why is a fucking shit poster on Twitter saying this? Look, I don't I don't know what goes through Sandman's head. <laughs> Act broke to stay rich, man. It's genius. That that's that's the key. That's how you get rich, guys. You just act broke. <laughs> that's a hashtag financial advice from IWH, by the way. That's genius. We're gonna get sued for that, aren't we? I'm pretty sure it's illegal to say something's financial advice if it's not actually financial advice. Oh uh, well, no. I didn't say that. You're gonna get sued. No, you're gonna get sued by proxy. No, I didn't say that. You know, if it comes down to it, uh, I've never made an episode of this in my life. I don't know what you're talking about. This this actually doesn't exist. It's true. It doesn't. You're just on a. If you're listening to this right now, you're just on a really bad uh, bad trip. Yeah. Emphasis on the bad. This has been really bad. It's like 150 something weeks. Like you need help. I don't know how you're still alive. Actually. You know, we're we're just wondering that. 
I mean, I'm wondering that myself, but. Yeah, we're just voices in your head. True. Like, do you really think we come on here and talk about fucking finals every week? Like, what? For 153 weeks. Explain that. Explain, explain that. Like, yeah, I listen to these guys talk about sports. Like, huh? You do, huh? Yeah. How come I've never heard of them? And these guys that talk about sports, are they in the room right now? (laughs) Are they with you? Oh, geez. They're on my phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to start the idea that all all podcasts are just voices in your head. None of them are actually like real or exist. You know, I mean, that sounds about right, actually. It's it's 100% true, actually. I believe it. How about the baseball, huh? Uh, yeah, how about baseball? It exists. Um, it's, that fact is haunting Rob Manfred. <laughs> hey, you know what? Hey, I'll give Manfred credit. He is finally getting rid of the seven game or the seven inning doubleheaders and the Manfred rule next I, year. I don't even hate seven inning doubleheaders. I don't like them. I understand why they exist. But frankly, I think it's fine. You're taking away four innings of baseball, and it's like, oh, oh it great! Really doesn't make Please. that much of a difference. Please, I the more innings you could take off the bat, let's make all games seven innings. Actually, <laughs> fuck it, six six inning games with a five run rule for every. Oh my game. god! Yeah, you can't score Literally more than rules. five runs in an inning. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, bro, we need to make these changes. Base pass should be 60 feet at the major league level. 60 the feet, mound. The 60-foot pitcher's mound, too. Let's actually move. Yeah, let's move the um, pitcher's mound up instead of back. Right. Literally, breaking balls would not exist if that happened. They no, would have nowhere to go. Yeah, you can. You just throw fastballs, and that's it. Oh, and we um, need more television blackouts. Yeah, actually, we shouldn't have games televised at all. Sure, if you want to, if you want to watch a game, either buy a ticket or get it on the radio. Exactly, like a, like a real American, like our forefathers into, like how our forefathers wanted it. Exactly, that's how they wanted it. That is exactly how George Washington thought baseball should be consumed. Sure. When George Washington invented baseball, he wanted it on the radio or in person. No TV. TV is killing the game. Oh, and also, I think we should ban bat flips. <laughs> when when Thomas Jefferson made the Louisiana Purchase, it was strictly so we can make more baseball diamonds. True, yeah. And and they made states out of it. That was kind of messed up. Well, they turned it just so that, you know, they had, they made states just so we knew which where, like, where exactly baseball teams were. That's the only reason states exist, actually, is so we know where the baseball teams are from. And if you're in a state that doesn't have a baseball team, well, you're irrelevant. And I just realized I'm in a state that doesn't have baseball, so I'm irrelevant. The states that were made, those those were buffer zones because baseball is too powerful to have in every state. True. Um, so those are those are what we call buffer zones.
All right, I don't have any more funny, <laughs> stupid ideas, so let's just... For baseball? Oh, we should make the ball. We should have a tennis ball instead of, like, we should just make it Wait, tennis what? Ball. No, 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 no. You're crazy, dude. That would make, the, that would make more home runs. Uh-huh. We want home less run home should, runs. Home runs should be the only thing people hit, actually. and Anything else is an out. Okay, you know what? I see your point. Only solo home runs, then. Yeah. The only way you can get on base without a home run is hit by pitch. I see. Like I like it. I like it. <laughs> You're gonna play baseball the right way. Yes. No bat flips. No. No. Uh, no. Uh, no. Nope. If you even look no at the shit. ball, if oh. you look at the ball other than hitting, uh, you're kicked out, actually. And you know what? To hell with these new jerseys. We need to go back to the days where like, the jerseys were pure cotton. Why are you wearing a helmet at the plate? Hmm. Yeah. For what? What? Baseball's a man's game. You're worried you're going to get hit in the head? Hey, only one person has ever died from hit by pitch. True. All right. Do you know how many baseball players there have been? Thousands. I think the exact number is over 30,000. Or no, it's not over 30,000. They just hit 20,000 this season. All right. It's a 1 in 20,000 chance of dying by a hit by pitch. Okay. I think your odds are pretty good of living, right? I mean, 1 in 20,000 chance of dying would mean that you have a 19,999 chance. I'm not dying. 20,000 of not dying. And that's just, frankly, that's enough for me. Stronger. That's enough for me. Right. Why do we even need player safety? <laughs> yeah, dude, if you get hurt, just get better. Like, simply just be stronger. Simply just heal. Like, dude, in like, in like a Call of Duty or something like that, if I need to heal, I just hit a button. Why can't you just do that? Yeah, I I don't get it, man. It's it's honestly pretty cringe. Spend all this money for no reason, like. <laughs> we just save baseball. We just, dude. I feel like we've had, we've done this bit before, but like, we're we're just they they need to hire us. I don't see what the issue is. We literally these are the best rule changes the game's ever seen. I just don't get it. I don't get how. I don't get how you hear these, these suggestions, and don't just give us jobs immediately. Like, we could make baseball great again. Do you know how much money you're saving if you cut out a TV deal? Like, true. Billions of dollars that you can spend on yachts for yourself, because God knows Manfred would not put money back in the game baseball. Like, what the hell? Why would he do that? Dude, baseball makes enough money. Manfred needs a, exactly. needs a new boat. Manfred needs a new yacht. But since baseball is not going to be like that, we may as well talk about how it is, right? I, I suppose we should. So I think that's reasonable. Who do you think should be buying at the uh, at the deadline? Who should be buying at the deadline? Yeah. Well, I think Tampa's a big one. Tampa is, you know, right there in the division race. They're really in a good position to uh, make a case for contenders. 
Um, Chicago could definitely use some bolstering up, but frankly, they're just a really well-made team right now. They're pretty completely made, so I don't think they need to make any too big of moves. Um, I think Oakland and Houston both are going to want to make some big splashes because that division race is going to be pretty tight down the line. Um, and I'd love to see the Red Sox be buyers. I don't know how. I think they are going to be buyers of the deadline. I don't oh, think they're going to make like any huge moves. Like giving up what? They have a pretty decent farm system. People talk about their prospect <sighs> pool being terrible. They have a pretty decent one. Like okay, but like the good prospects are not. They're not going to want to sell those. I mean, what are they going to sell them for? Like Duran? Like what are they going? to... No, they're not selling Duran. Because uh, Duran's actually getting called up. He got called up yesterday. So, like, he's he's going to be playing against the Yankees in this upcoming series. Oh, good for him. He's going to actually look good, which is sad. I, you know, I think... I think you're underestimating Duran a little bit. But I think you're I'll, overestimating the fucking Yankees. Jesus Christ, this team is pathetic. I mean, I'm not I'm not really overestimating them right now because you know, they're they're pretty rough right now and they just had six guys going to the COVID IL, so twenty twenty one, by the way. <laughs> COVID IL in twenty twenty one. We have some guys all blow Berg. over in two weeks. We got some guy with burger in his name in right field tonight. <laughs> Keep him away from Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo might eat him. <laughs> Pete Alonzo's going to see we have a guy with burger in our lineup. He's going to join the Yankees. You know, maybe. Maybe that's a that that's a cursed timeline, frankly. Pete Alonzo and the Yankees. Yankees, that is cursed. We already have a very skinny first baseman, so... True, Luke Voigt, known uh, known skinny man. Luke Voigt is very skinny. So is Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is very skinny. Hashtag bulk up Aaron Judge. Unironically, actually. You know, at this point, Judge might as well just get as jacked as possible. He needs some fucking milk or something. No reason this man should be getting injured the way he does. He's on COVID IL, I think. He is on COVID IL, yeah. This man just invents ways to get to the IL. There's like a bingo board every season for him where like he has to find a different way to get onto the IL. He goes and to the IL like... He, Jesus. He, he, it's like he, he has an bingo, incentive. Yeah, it, it, if that's actually an incentive in his contract. If he gets bingo, he gets a $500,000 bonus on his contract. <laughs> he fucking acts like it. I mean, it is impressive how often he gets hurt. Considering that, like, he's already one of the best players in the game. But he's also hurt about a third of the time. So, in theory, he should be about 30% better. Okay, I guess. I don't know where you got that math from, but... Well, think about it. He's about he's hurt about thirty percent of the time or so. You get the and that's just a ballpark estimate. I don't know how often he's actually hurt. It's so his production a lot. Could have been that much better. It, he's hurt a lot. That's my point. It could be that much better. Man, 
Yankees. Uh, Brian Cashman is good. Hashtag extend Brian Cashman. Yankees fans love Aaron Boone. Aaron, Aaron Boone has no reason to still be the manager of this team. Like, there's no reason. He really, he really had no reason to be manager in the first place. No, absolutely not. He should have never been manager. We Girardi should have got one more year. Honestly, Girardi was not even that bad. They got rid of Girardi. Like they got rid of Girardi for worse Girardi. He got a team that had no business, like even being in the playoffs, one game away from the World Series, and they're like, "Eh, I don't think we want you back." And they hire Aaron Boone because, oh yeah, that guy hit a home run uh, fifteen home years run. ago. Yeah, literally. Like it's so fucking dumb. In a year where you guys didn't even win the World Series, like you went to the World Series and then got smacked around by Miami or not Miami, just Florida. Then but... <sighs> it's it's getting, real, it's getting real hard to produce a smile these days. <laughs> This is definitely the worst Yankee team since probably the Jeter retirement tour. That team was pretty bad. That was like five years ago, wasn't it? That six was years ago? six six years ago, seven years ago. It was six, I think. Six or seven years ago now. That's crazy. But um, that team was bad too. That team was incompetent. Well, now you get the best of both worlds. You get a roster that can't perform and a manager who can't manage. So, baseball. <laughs> we got <laughs> man. You know, I'm gonna be honest. Just thinking about this right now, I would not be surprised if the Yankees tried to be buyers at the deadline. I mean, for one reason, would we though? Like, uh, we're not going anywhere. Because Cashman, wa- Cashman wants to save his job. Although, <laughs> what I'm seeing is that Steinbrenner does not want to fire Cashman. Cal Steinbrenner is also a disgrace to the Steinbrenner family as well, which does not help. Well, what I'm saying is, is there's like a real uh, family atmosphere between. Uh, for what? For what? I mean, for what though? For what reason? I, I, you're asking the wrong guy. Oh my god! What does Cashman have on this family? He knows that the Steinbrenners uh, have committed some atrocities in the past. I mean, yeah, they're mob tied. So fucking what? I mean, we're all a little mob tied, aren't we? I don't know. Did maybe did the Steinbrenners kill Jimmy Hoffa? No, that that definitely was not Steinbrenners. Are we for sure though? Yeah. Can you say with 100% certainty? Yes. Steinbrenners had no involvement in that. They had no involvement, 100%. Didn't even happen in New York, so. Fair enough. <sighs> the Yankees are just frustrating, man. They're just, they're just incompetent. It's kind of hilarious. I'm not even going to lie. It is funny. The thing is, it's like, I think this mindset, because the Yankees have always had this mindset that, you know, we're the freaking Yankees. 
I think it hurts them. Like it, it's just hurt them over the years. Do you get complacent? Kinda. Because you, you win, a, you you think because you win a hundred games a few seasons in a row, like hell yeah, we're the Yankees. You know, we just got Giancarlo Stanton, Garrett Cole, nothing can stop us. That should be the case. I mean, they they have done nothing to build around. Um. The stars they have, like this team, like Glaber, yeah, but Glaber has been terrible this year. To be honest, like it's just not pretty to look at. Um, Brett Gardner is still consistently starting. It's twenty twenty one. He was on the last team that won a World Series. He was, wasn't he? Yeah. He's the, the, he's the last piece of that uh, team. He is. He's the only remaining member because CC. Called it quits a couple years ago. Yeah, Mega Man needs to uh, go retire and be a family man. <laughs> I don't know how he's even standing. He, I mean, he's playing every day at this point, too. Down miserable. Dude, it's so bad. So uh, I guess, you know, we can look at who's trying to be buyers in the NL right now because um, the Braves did something really weird. And they traded for Jock Peterson. Wasn't so granted, that like, weird? They need help in the outfield. It's weird that they're being buyers right now. I don't think so. I think and I think every team in the NL could make a case for why they should be buyers because that or not NL the NL East. I mean, um, because the NL East is a disaster. So yes, but let's be honest. Unless the Mets make some serious moves, none of these teams are making big splashes in the postseason. No, and I think the Braves, the Braves without Acuna, it's like it's bad. It's not going to work. Please. It's not okay. Um, no, just nothing. Yeah, it's not gonna work. It's definitely not gonna work. <laughs> I I just don't get it. The Braves honestly should be sellers. Try to build a big team, like, or maybe not even be sellers. Like, maybe sell off some smaller pieces and try to get some decent prospects. But like, you don't have to sell like that hard. But I don't think they should be buyers right now. Some teams, honestly, I think the Yankees are in this position too, which is honestly just be better off doing nothing. You would think so. Like, just don't even bother making a potentially detrimental move. Just, just well, sit what back. The gonna, what the Yankees are going to do with this deadline is they understand that this team isn't competitive, but they also understand that heads are going to start rolling. Heads need to roll. And they don't want the people whose heads are going to roll. Don't want that to happen. Yeah. So well, not, guess what? Not, it's inevitable. They're, there's not a trade they can make that is going to save the season. They know that. Everyone they, knows. They that. know that, but they're going to get. They're going to get desperate. Yeah, I know they're going to get desperate. But we, like we've seen this happen so many times. Yeah, we. I mean, it's you know, it's the classic GM's trying to save his own ass situation. Yeah, we've seen it. I mean, and that's obviously what's going on here. But I don't know if the Yankees 
Um, I don't know. I, I, I think it's too late, and I think a lot of people also feel that way. It is too late for this team. It's very obviously not going to work. I think at this point, if you don't see that, if you don't see that the season is just lost, I think that's, uh, you, you know, your own issue. And it's fine. Like, honestly, just I would, I would be okay just sitting there trying to get a better pick. I'm fine with that. I I know that baseball it's a little different, but I mean it's not. I mean it's not like it's that much different. Like you're not going to get the top pick, you know. Right now you're going to sit like. Right now this team is sitting at like you know. Fuck if I know it's. I mean they're not look. There's no point in making the playoffs as this team. It's just not going to. No, there isn't. Like that's no, just. I just don't see it happening. That's just useless. They probably won't anyways. I don't know. I've seen a lot of people talking like, oh, hey, this team's only four games back of the wild card. Okay. Yeah, and then what? There's also three other teams you have to bunny hop before you're in line for a wild card spot. Yeah, and then we make it, and then what happens exactly? Well, you play the Rays, so good luck with that. And then lose. I mean, that's if the season ended today, yeah. Yeah, that's all that is, but... I don't know. I just, I don't see it. Like, I think it's very obvious that none of these ALEs teams are going to do anything. Like, they're just going to flounder. You know, probably. But like I said last week, if the, so- the Sox right now are exceeding expectations in every way, and honestly, I'm barring a total collapse, I'm totally happy with however this season ends because. I expected mediocrity and terrible play this season. And they're 19 games above 500 right now going into the second half of the season. There really isn't that much more I could have asked for, all things considered. I guess uh, this team was not supposed to be good, and they're solid, so... I'll take it. And, you know, if we get a deep postseason run, that's, that's just even better. I mean, I don't know. The AL is a bit weird right now because they're gonna—they'd probably end up playing. I don't know. Actually, we'll see how it ends up. Uh, right now, we'd be the two seed. So playing the because three. Houston Houston has the tiebreaker over us, so we would play Chicago. Right <laughs> yeah, it probably wouldn't go good. Uh, but like I said, a postseason berth with this team was not supposed to happen. So. Even if we get swept by Chicago, fuck it. <laughs> That's just a waste of time. It is. I mean, yes, if it's not a championship, it doesn't really mean anything, but you, you can't just ignore the fact that this team had zero expectations whatsoever. And then even if they just make a playoff berth, that's... I can't complain about that. I don't know. Yeah, so I guess Chris Bryant is the big piece right now that's uh, being tossed around. So where do you think he goes? Well, Chris Bryant, you know, he play just he can play a lot of different positions. You know, he plays 
first, he plays third, he plays the corner outfielders, I believe. A lot of teams could would welcome that. He has pretty solid power. He can hit for decent enough average. I think the biggest buyer right now that would love him, I could see the Mets going all in on him. What does all in mean? I I could see a few big prospects going to the Cubs for Chris Bryant because I think he's, I think there's going to be a bidding war on him. There is going to be a bidding war on him, and I think he is going to be on the move. I just don't know if the Mets, because I think it's going to come down to like the Mets or like I don't know another buyer like the Sox maybe or. Well, which Sox? Are you talking Red Sox or White Sox? I think either could be going after him, to be honest. I don't think the Red Sox are going to go after Chris Bryant. Although I would love a power hitting... I would love to see him play first base as like a power hitting option. I actually think the Red Sox might go after Rizzo. Is he even on the market? Like, are they... Well, if the Cubs are selling and if they want a guy who has decent pop at first base, I could totally see him going for Rizzo. Maybe. Bryant to the Mets has been a pretty big rumor lately. But Bob Nightingale tweeted it, so it's kind of dead. That's true. He did mention it. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Boob's got to get his phone taken away. Bob Nightingale has never been right about anything. It's actually it's it's funny. He's worse than Skip Bayless somehow at getting things wrong. I think he's getting, I guess he's worse at getting things he, right. I think he's worse than Raza. That curse is strong. You know, the Raza curse has been pretty pretty quiet lately. Because sports is quiet. I guess so, but I mean, when was the last big Raza curse we've seen come to fruition? <laughs> Fucking curse March Madness. He did just. He did say something during March Madness, didn't he? He said, uh, "When is March Madness? March?" And it got canceled that year. Oh, I was talking. I thought he said no. He said something this year that uh, I don't remember. Yeah, everyone remembers the uh, <laughs> last year's March Madness tweet, which was probably the single worst Raza curse ever. <laughs> that one was powerful, man. That man can single-handedly canceled a multi-billion-dollar sports tournament that dominates an entire month. Yeah, it was definitely Raza's fault. It it was. Uh-huh. Raza brought the COVID epidemic to America. Yes, he did, and thus canceled March Madness. Imagine knowing the person who was uh, patient zero in America. I don't think anyone does know who that actually was. I'm sure someone knows somebody who was like, huh, so-and-so started uh, getting a little sick in January of, tw- or December of 2019, and although I don't think, I don't think it came to America until late January, now that I think of it. No, was, I think it was here pretty early. It might have been early January, but. I don't know. That was a long time ago now. It's crazy that that was over two years ago. No, it wasn't. It was a year and a half ago. I can't do math. (laughs) 
Oh, man. Well, we're getting to that part of the pod. I think we can wrap it up. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for episode, uh, what is this, 154? <sighs> Maybe. I was I was doing so good, and then... Oh, it no, is it's 153. 153, yeah. So that's going to do it for episode 153 of I'm Walking Here. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at IWH Podcast. You can follow myself on Twitter at Ian M. Cusick. That is both C-U-S-I-C-K. You can follow Bryce on Twitter at It's Beeriz, I-T-S-B-I-Z-Z. Thank you for listening, and have a great day.